A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What will Bucks coach Bruce Arians, a three-time cancer survivor, do to make sure he stays safe during the 2020 season with a coronavirus outbreak? And how concerned is he about his health? I talked to Arians about that, and you'll hear what he told me. The NHL reached a tentative agreement to begin play on August 1st, and the race schedule is out. It's not an easy one. We'll talk about all that and more with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360. You see him on Bay News 9. On this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer uh, Steve Versnick. Before we get to Chris, I wanted to tell you about my conversation with Bruce Arians on Monday. Had a chance to catch up with him. He's back at his uh, Forever Lake House. Him and Christine uh, Arians uh, have the lake house there in Georgia uh, and doing a little bit of vacationing as most of the NFL is off uh, these next uh, week or so. Anyway, um, you know, when you, when you think about Bruce and the fact that he has uh, retired once from the sidelines because of health concerns, he's 67 years old. As I mentioned in the open, he's survived cancer three different times. Uh, in fact, the last uh, time, uh, was, which was kidney cancer, um, you know, had a big impact on his uh, decision to retire after the 2000 and um, what was it, 17 season, I guess. And so... You know, no nobody would blame him. If you think about all the coaches in the National Football League, he's he's one of the most vulnerable. Um, you know, due to this coronavirus pandemic. I mean, you know, he is is a guy that um, the age is not on his side. Obviously, uh, he's compromised because of the cancer scares that he's had, and yet he said he still has you know no doubt that he's going to lead this team when training camp begins on July 28th and maybe even a little few days before that when some of the quarterbacks and rookies come in. And, you know, he, he I had an, it was interesting talking to him because while he's not, he's, while he's not scared, he is a little bit scarred from his previous experiences, obviously. And nobody's ever seen a, a, a disease just like this that will really, um, you know, wreak havoc in people who, who, whose immune systems are not great. And he told me, he says, look, I, I got to be really careful. And he said that he's probably going to uh, double with uh, both a mask and a face shield uh, at the same time uh, when he when he's out there um, going to practice and things like that. Uh, and he said, you know, it's because, you know, I already had my scare uh, out there in Arizona a couple of years ago. And so, you know, for him personally, he says that, you know, I've got a plan. I just got to be smart enough to stay with it. And now, you know, Bruce is not the only guy even on this football team, much less the NFL, uh, that is at that age where you could be very vulnerable to coronavirus. I mean, uh, in the league, uh, you know, the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, uh, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, you don't think of them this way, but they're both older than Arians. Both of those guys are 68. However, they don't have necessarily the cancer history that, you know, that Bruce Arians does. Uh, and and that's that's not a small thing. And when you look around sports just in general, and how this coronavirus has sort of affected people. I mean, Steve, look at the other leagues. Uh, Major League uh, Baseball, 
what was it, a couple, about a week or so ago, the Minnesota Twins announced that they're not going to allow their bullpen coach, Bob McClure, who is 68, uh, and their major league coach, Bill Evers, who is 66 and has waited his whole life um, to be in the big leagues, um, to work games this year. Yeah, it's one of the things that hasn't been talked about as much is the the coaches and the auxiliary staff or the the staff that works with all these players as far as yeah you know trainers you know and it's it's interesting to see you know I think I saw where hockey is not going to make coaches wear masks on the bench during the games really Um, and they're right behind those guys mm -hmm. but and they're going to be tested every day along with the players and all that so. Yeah. Um, now, you know, the hockey and their protocols, and we'll get to that they have a tentative deal now that needs to be voted on by both the league and the, the players, but the, they have to wear a mask at all times except when they're working out with, you know, when they're exercising with their working out, you know, on the bike or whatever, or on the ice. Otherwise, they have to be wearing masks the whole time in the bubble, um, mm. you know, but it's each league's a little different and, 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 you know, we've talked about how hockey and, and basketball are going to be different because they're going to a bubble compared to right. what baseball and football are doing as well. Which so. by the way, let me, you know, on that, on that instance, because I know both, you know, all those sports leagues looked at this separately and I think, you know, football had a chance to spend a little more time. I, I don't know what baseball's negotiations were, but in, in the case of baseball and football, they're not in a bubble. And their players are going home, but they're basically agreeing that they're not going to do things that will compromise them once they leave the stadium vis-a-vis taking shared rides or going to crowded bars or, or that sort of thing. Um, and so on the one hand, you could say, well, the bubble seems safe because everybody's been tested. They're all clean, except that they're staying in hotels um, that are serviced by people that aren't in the same bubble. And if one person in that in that bubble were to become infected, potentially they could infect a lot of guys mm-hmm. before you would know that they had tested positive. And now all of a sudden you have 12 or 14 guys with COVID versus if somebody's coming back and forth and they're testing them every day and you catch him with a positive test, maybe he hasn't been in contact yet with enough people, uh, especially at the beginning of training camp when they're going to be going in groups, smaller groups and not just everybody at once. And so maybe you can remove him, you know, from mm-hmm. the team, so to speak, uh, and not suffer as as much spread. And th- and that's something that remains to be seen. But I I can understand why, you know, in some ways the the bubble might might that spread might be faster. It could be, and we're seeing, you know, at MLS, uh, FC Dallas right. is pulling out of the the preseason tournament or the tournament they're doing uh, because they've mm-hmm. had too many positive tests since they got to mm-hmm. the bubble. Um, right. Now, I, I, I don't know if they know what caused that or what happened. I know the NHL and, and the deal that's been negotiated where the amount of testing that all the hotel workers and everything else, they're going through the same testing that the players are doing just as much, Yeah. Um, yeah. even though they're going in and out. And, and, and for the players, if they were to leave the bubble unauthorized, and you can leave, but you have to have permission, and there's protocols for that. If you leave, Your team will be fined, and you may lose draft picks. Oh my. I mean, that's how serious hockey is with trying to maintain the bubble is they've threatened draft picks and big fines to teams if your players don't ad- adhere to the bubble. Now, hockey also has a protocol where if you had to leave for a family emergency to go home, you can come back into the bubble. There's a wait period and some testing and, and that kind of stuff too. And, and you could also possibly do outings as a team 
perhaps you're going to a golf course and, you know, but you've arranged the protocols ahead of time and hockey will allow that stuff, but it all has to be arranged ahead of time. But if you do that with, and don't arrange it and stuff, like I said, draft picks could be gone in hockey. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, the vulnerable, I mean, we know that there's a lot of vulnerable um, age groups in this thing. And, and I mean, when you look at uh, a guy like Arians, or if you go to the NBA, I mean, there's some there's some head coaches and some assistant mm-hmm. coaches, but I mean, Greg Popovich, right, 71 mm-hmm. years old. Yep. Um, Mike D'Antoni, 69. Uh, Alan Gentry of the Pelicans, 65. Even mm-hmm. the Bucks uh, assistants, you know, Tom Moore is is 81 years old. You know, mm-hmm. Nick Rapone, who's their safeties coach, is 64. Clyde Christensen is 64. I mean, these are not you know 25 year old, 30 year old, 35 yep. year old men, and even even that group now is finding themselves uh, in trouble and many of them uh, hospitalized and whatnot. So, Well, we um, even saw like Marv Albert is not going to call the games. For the, exactly. NBA. the NBA is going to have their national announcers actually in Orlando. Um, mm. Although I don't think they're actually part of the bubble. They can actually come and go, I believe, is the way that plan is. And they're, But they're not going to be near the players or the coaches or anything. But he has chosen – he's uh, in his 70s. He's chosen not to – to do the games this year. So he's, you know, it's, it's affecting a lot of different people. Yeah. And I mean, you know, in the case of Arians, I mean, you look at his medical history in, in, in 2007, he had prostate cancer. Um, he, he said when the doctor told him that, you know, he, uh, he couldn't believe it. And he, he said, I'd, I'd have, you know, almost fell out the window when they told me in 2013, uh, he had skin cancer, some, uh, some cells scraped off his nose. And then he discovered in December of 2016 that he had renal cell carcinoma, which is the most common, common type of kidney cancer. Uh, he's had diverticulitis as well. Um, and, and so he had surgery to uh, remove uh, that tumor from his kidney in, in February of 2017. And, and when he retired, he said, you know, that was, that was one of the big things that hit him. Now, the Bucks have a guy, the director of athletic performance is Greg Skaggs, and he's devised a lot of protocols for the coaches and the staff. And that's why, you know, they stayed away probably as long or longer than any team from the coaches coming into the building. They did come in, but only for about four or five days. And they did it as much as anything to kind of go over the protocols of how the coaches are going to operate. Um, you know, things like, you know, wearing a mask all the time, when they're in the facility, um, you know, which direction to walk in the halls, that sort of thing. And and yet they still had an assistant uh, coach, you know, test positive. They had two others that were quarantined because they came in contact with them. But Arians has a lot of confidence in Skaggs. Um, you know, he said he, he jumped on his coaches pretty good if they didn't do everything because he knows if they don't buy into it, the, the players never will. Um, but some things he's going to have to do different, just specific to him because of his situation. And, and it starts with something as simple as team meetings. I mean, the team meetings you would typically have, typically have in small position rooms. When you address the whole team, it's the auditorium, but that's indoors. And it's even though it's large enough to accommodate everybody, you know, Bruce can't just get up in front of the room. And so he says his team meetings they'll probably use in the indoor practice facility and use that as if it were a bigger auditorium and he'll have to use a microphone, which he says he hates doing, but I have to take my mask. I'll be able to take my mask off cause I'll be far enough away to get my point across without, you know, um, possibly infecting somebody else or, or, or whatnot. And they'll have TV screens to help, help accentuate his messages. Um, some of the bucks are also planning at least in the preseason. And this may happen in the regular season. They're going to travel day of game, 
Um, you know, they, they canceled the preseason games in weeks one and four, but they kept two and three. Well, they, every team, uh, the NFL wants to have a road game and a home game to kind of go through the exercise of that and what the protocols will be. Bucks in two weeks, two and three were both home games. And so week three of the preseason, which was supposed to be hosting the Titans, they're now going to travel to Washington and, and play what is now the Redskins or whatever they're going to be called at that time. Um, so that they can, and, and that's if the NFLPA agrees to it. The NFLPA is pushing for no preseason games. Uh, and, and when they do that, you know, Arians told me that they plan on traveling the same day uh, as that preseason game. So they'll get on a plane. Um, maybe they'll have a place to, to rest or change. I'm not sure. Or maybe they'll just go straight to FedEx Field uh, and begin practicing and then leave after the game without really staying over anywhere to eliminate, you know, contact with people perhaps at a hotel and that sort of thing. And that might happen during the regular season in trips that are close by Atlanta, New Orleans, um, try to try to cut down the amount of days that the team uh, will be traveling. Well, and they have a lot of night called, games this year too. So that, do. that does make that a little easier to do even, <laughs> it does. you know, at Chicago, at New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, those games are easily traveling day of because they're night games. That's right. I mean, it's two, two and a half hours, two hours and 20 minutes to Chicago. You know, you could you could schedule it so that you could have maybe a resting place or go to to the stadium and be there a number of hours early. But um, that that's all being contemplated. Um, And even he even got together, he said, with uh, some of the leaders on his football team. He said, you know, the some of the six of his top players, you would think. Well, that'd be like Brady and Gronkowski, perhaps. Levante David, he mentioned by name, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, maybe Devin White, those kind of guys. And he said that uh, he had a real good talk with all of them and said, you know, this is what it's going to be like and that those guys have to get people to buy in and have to get other players to stay at home. And he thinks that, you know, the team that kind of sticks together and overcomes the adversity the best is the one that's going to win this year. And it doesn't hurt having a Tom Brady that's going to set the tone. Um, but as far as, you know, game day goes, that's that's going to be the challenge for Bruce because we know, first of all, he likes to work the officials. You can't do that. Um, you know, he says that uh, he doesn't expect it to look any different for him except he's going to be wearing a mask on the sidelines and, you know, have headset on. And then it'll be a question of whether or not he's going to communicate with the quarterback of Tom Brady through the helmet communicator or whatnot. Um, being outside doesn't bother him. He says he is a little worried, though, about playing indoors. And the Bucks' first game is at New Orleans in the um, Mercedes Superdome. And what he's concerned about, he said, is that, you know, the, the hotels that they'll have to stay at and, and the away locker rooms. You know, many of these away locker rooms are not very spacious. They're frankly cramped like the like the lock home like the away locker room for at Raymond James Stadium, and he says he worries about ventilation and things like that. The locker rooms are pretty pretty steamy and bad when guys are getting in in and out of showers and getting treatment and stuff. So he's concerned about spread there. But it's just going to take a lot of planning and um, you know a, a, a lot of precautions on his part in particular, just because he is personally so vulnerable. Um, but he's he obviously isn't going to turn down the opportunity to coach Tom Brady and this Bucks team, which everybody thinks, at least going in, is a Super Bowl contender. And so he said, you know, as far as there is one ultimate sacrifice he's going to have to make, however. He said, you know, I'm going to have to drink at home. <laughs> that was his – tell you what, baby. We, Aren't we all – Win or lose. That's, that's, yeah, right. Well, and, and have been, yeah. 
Win or lose, we booze, baby. Win or lose, I'm boozing at home, baby. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, anyway. It was it was uh, it was fun talking to him. He's you know he's at the lake house. Today. His grandkids left. He's kind of bored now. And there's nothing going on. Um, you know he doesn't doesn't get out. You know his wife Christine won't let him go very far. He he plays golf and and, and butts around in the boat, and that's about it. But uh, but look, uh, you know July was it July 28th is not far away and about four or five days before that you could have players coming in there for quarterback camp and things like that um we're only about three weeks away and you know football thought they had this big head start and they they were taking full advantage of it they had the off season nothing stopped them virtual everything ah let's see what baseball does ah let's wait and see what hockey does well let's see what the NBA does guess what they're all starting at the same time in fact their their weight advantage is gone. They're having to negotiate with their players the same way hockey just did, the same way Major League Baseball just did, into the unknown. You almost wonder with basketball and hockey, and, and they had an advantage in a way because they're in the postseason, essentially. They lopped off right. you know, a few regular their season, season games. Is over. But yeah. you almost wonder with the outbreaks going everywhere if they would have been better off starting the bubble quicker. And, right. and pushing this and instead of slow playing it, hoping everything would get better. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's, it's not a knock on anybody. No one knew what was going to happen. Of but, course not, yeah. But you almost wonder if they would have rather been in the bubble a month or two ago and, and already playing and almost wrapping up their seasons instead of you know what what ended up being a waiting game, which the numbers are exploding in a lot of places. Thus, the, the reason the NHL is not going to play any of these games in the United States, they're going to be in Toronto and Edmonton in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, that time window that the NFL we thought was an advantage, you almost wonder if it would have been better for everyone to get started quicker, particularly if you're in a bubble. That's exactly right. And and I think, oh, and this is the thing, right? At the time that everything shut down and the world stopped, and in, look, New York was under siege in terms of the medical. Remember, we didn't have PPE or masks for, mm-hmm. for all the hospital workers and, and the EMS and things like this. So this was a national crisis at the time. But it was really, you know, the outbreaks and, 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 and the uh, the cases were spiking in, in, in a few places, New York, New Jersey in particular, Washington was one. But we shut down all of sport, all of the world for that, all of the United States for that matter, but all of sport for really one case in the NBA, you know. And now you look at it and you go, wait a minute, there's more cases now. There's also more testing, and granted, um, but the higher incidence of positive tests is, is through the roof. And... 38 or 39 of the 50 states have had an increase over the last two weeks. And yet now, yep, let's play. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's antithetical to think that you're right. You would, you would have almost been better off in in hindsight and nobody knew what was headed or what, mm-hmm. what the, uh, the risks were necessarily. I mean, you started having people on ventilators and then they found out maybe ventilators wasn't the best way to go. Um, but you'd almost feel like you would have been better off just to play then with so so few cases around without fans in a bubble, all yep. that stuff. But the testing didn't exist back then, Steve. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been able to find them yep. um, to test these guys. And so they really didn't have much of a choice in the end of the day. No, I don't think they, they didn't initially when they shut down uh, and mostly because you didn't have the testing. And and we we also knew a lot less. We don't know much about the virus right now. We knew a lot less in March. We know more now, yeah, than yeah. we did, right? Um, but yeah, with, without the testing back then. But in hindsight, if you would have had testing, yeah, it would have been better to get into a bubble quick and play it. No then. doubt. And, and, no you know, doubt. Take a couple of weeks off, but then start up and go. But mm-hmm. you know, you know, like you said, without the testing, how were you going to do that? 
Right, and and the, and then the threat of of you know creating a spread. The whole thing was you know we we've we've got a shortage of masks. We have a shortage of PPE. All of that was playing into it. So you can't really look backwards, but um, but but looking looking at the present situation and looking forward, it it just doesn't seem uh, something that's all that doable. And in fact, in the case of baseball, many of these tests are coming back four and five days late. Um, so, you know, what, what are you getting in terms of real time results? So there's a lot of hurdles that, um, that everybody has to overcome. And now football doesn't have the advantage really of watching other leagues, uh, because they'll be trying to overcome it uh, about the same time. So it's going to be interesting to say the very least, but, uh, check out Bruce Arians story. It'll be in Wednesday's Tampa Bay times. If you get the delivery, the home delivery, uh, you can see, read it on the e-newspaper that day as well, or, uh, I recommend that you uh, become a digital subscriber and, and go to tampabay.com and you can read that story right now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, some other football news, and this will dominate all the big shows. Uh, I'm sure that you will see this morning and probably last night. Patrick freaking Mahomes. Hit a brother up for a loan, man. Dude just signed a 10-year Four hundred and fifty million dollar contract could be upwards of five hundred million if he hits some five hundred million. Yeah, if he hits some, if he hits some uh, MVPs in there that he's already achieved. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. And he had two years left on his rookie deal. The Chiefs, uh, yeah, he was under pay, outperformed it for sure. They could have waited another year, maybe. Um, but they went ahead and they wrote they're going to strike that big check, man. And boy, if uh, if he's your Mahomie. I, you're in good shape because he's going to be picking up a lot of dinner tabs. I will. I will be the first one to say it though. Mm-hmm. When that contract ends, he will not be a chief. He will not be a chief. He won't play the whole ten years. No, I didn't say that. He will not play the whole ten years for the Chiefs. That's correct. He will not. So he'll be with another franchise. No, they will change their name before then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Man, Redskin fan thinks that's whack. They're I guess they're next. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I guess they're next, right? At some point, they're going to come out. They're going to want the Chiefs. I mean, I've heard we've heard the Indians, Cleveland Indians, well, right? the Atlanta Braves, what about the, Atlanta the Chicago Braves? Blackhawks. Um, there you go. Then you got then you go to colleges, and you got you know like the Seminoles, and yeah, well, the Arkansas State Indians have long been the Red Wolves. Now we're Trailblazers up there in Jonesboro. Just follow our lead. I bet one of those teams is the Red Wolves. I bet I would. It wouldn't surprise me if the Washington team becomes the Red Wolves. And then if I was Arkansas State, I'd sue them. <laughs> I've got I've got Cleveland's name. Yeah, it's the Burning Lakes. <laughs> oh, ouchie! <laughs> the fire. How about the Cleveland yeah. Fire? And then you just kind of know it was about Lake Erie. Yeah, fire on Lake Erie. Like I said, I'm a fire. fan of Sam Weiss. You said you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like. I actually like Cleveland. Cleveland's come a long way, man. 
It's not Cincinnati. You're right. It has. When I was growing up, it was not a good place. But no, no. When you used to go to old Memorial Stadium and mm-hmm. and you just oh god, it was enormous and freeze and vapid and um. But you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, mm-hmm. you know the baseball and this football stadium are new. Yeah. The uh, basketball arena there is new. Relatively, nice. yeah. yeah. Yeah, downtown's kind of. I mean, yeah. granted, the flats and all that. There. Yeah, that they completely changed that in. Yeah, the flats like is the two thousands and all that. I mean, Cleveland went through a big renaissance, and it was yeah. But yeah. When I was growing just, up, it was not a great place to go. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was just a brownstone, you know, rust belt city, and um, now it's now it's less than it's more than that. But uh, you know, I'm not going to smash Cleveland fan because some of them are listening to this podcast. But well, perhaps if they need more, uh, you know, more money to do anything, they can just hit Patrick Mahomes up. So. Jeez, I'm telling you. It's a good day, have, man. I mean, you know, granted, I know most of that deal is not guaranteed. And I think I saw, what, $140 million guaranteed against injury. Right. Um, in the deal. But in the age of the NFL, the average player's, you know, stay is less than four years. A player, mm-hmm. and granted, I'm, he deserves it. But if anyone's going to get the 10 year deal, it's Mahomes who's done what he's done at his age. Right. But ten years in the NFL, I never thought I'd see a contract like that in the NFL. No, that's that's a long that's long for anybody. I mean, even the Tom Brady's didn't do something approach, approximating that. And and if you do, even if you play quarterback, there's not many guys that have played ten, twelve, fourteen years at a high level. Um, it, the, most of them have a gold jacket, and I think you know he's on that arc. But he's an injury or two away from that contract not looking so good. Uh, and you hope that doesn't occur. He missed some game, missed two games last year. He does like to scramble around a bit but it's also what he represents right um mm-hmm. does things right off the field is the face of the franchise going to sell out that stadium for years to come god bless him if he can do it and still maintain a, a decent team with the the l- lack of salary cap they're going to have in part because of his contract more power to him um you know he's the right guy to get it he's the best quarterback in the game it just goes to show you, though, and we'll talk about this later, but I, I still think that, that Brady has been woefully underpaid in his career and maybe even now. Yeah, well, you could easily make that argument. I mean, $25 million, yeah. I mean, where's he ranked on the NFL quarterback? Look at the quarterbacks making more money it's than not him very, It's not very high. It's not very high. Yeah. I bet I haven't looked, but I'll bet it's not in the top ten. Yeah, it I mean, could be in the well, top. You got 10, guys like Kirk Cousins making more than him, and you know, hey, for each their own. And, and Brady, for yeah. years, took less so that his team could have more resources. I mean, that's, and I think he's it's a conscious is. decision he's done mm-hmm. and made. Yeah. And yeah, he probably could have commanded five or ten million more from the Bucks, and they probably would have paid him. And nobody's having a telethon for Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. he's made you know over two hundred something million dollars. His wife makes more than him. They're they're good, they're comfortable, as they would say, but. Nonetheless, apples to apples with what he's accomplished, there's a lot of money he left on, a lot of toast on the table there um, that he could have picked up. So there's that. What do we got now with uh, the NHL? They they have an agreement, and uh, they're ready to go August 1st? Well, the league and the Players Association have reached a tentative agreement on return to play and a memorandum of understanding that adds four years to their current collective bargaining agreement. So well, that's great. You know, assuming that the Board of Governors and the players vote yes on this, and that has to be done still. So it's going to be a few days till we know that. The Board of Governors could easily do that on a video conference call at some point. But the players, it's going to be a full membership vote. So that's probably going to take two to three days from whenever mm-hmm. they start that. Uh, but it means for hockey, a return-to-play plan, including all the protocols and that about the bubble and, and all that stuff, including you know who can come and, and you know wives and families can come for the conference finals and Stanley Cup finals. 
So if your team makes it that far, I think you go five weeks without seeing your family. If, you know, you know, when we were talking initially about, is it three months worth? Is it, you know, yeah. that was one of the things in baseball when it was initially going to be, you yeah. know, it, we're going to just play in Texas, Florida and Arizona. And, you know, we're, we're going to be away from our families for three or four months. And, you know, so yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's more manageable five weeks, five, maybe it's six, but. Um, but it's not every team. Obviously teams will be falling off and. Yeah. I mean, know. as you're done, you go back home. So yeah. training camp will start on Monday, July 13th. Assuming this goes through clubs will travel to the hub cities on the 26th. And then the start of the qualifying round will be August 1st, which the lightning will be taking part in the round Robin of the, the four top four seeds that have already advanced to the, the playoffs of the 16 teams. So, well, uh, but look, August 20, 1st, 20, we're starting. 2020 has already been an incredibly awful year in, <laughs> in most respects with coronavirus, but man, everything is going to go on at once. August is going to be crazy, right? Yeah, well, baseball, like, the Rays like, are set to start on the 24th and an interesting oh, note it, about their schedule is the home games are going to start at 6:40 PM. Really? They're That's moving nice. up with no fans in the stands. They're moving yeah. it up to make travel easier on travel days if you have a night game mm-hmm. to get out of town or uh, I like and, that. And that. So, yeah, they're going to move the games up to 7 or 640. Um, the road games will vary from times from anywhere from 610 to 730, I saw. So it's all East Coast you know travel. Who, you know who really likes that? Podcasters. Podcasters Podcast. and uh, writers on deadline. <laughs> right, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the newspapers love that. Um, that is sensational. So yeah, we're all for it. I wish I wish the NFL would take a page and move the Monday night game up to about six. Yeah. But the blue um, but the Blue Jays will be that. the opening opponent. So right as they just left town to train in Toronto instead of Florida, they'll be here for opening day. So that makes no sense to me that they went back to Toronto just to come back to Tampa. But what well, I, mean? I you know I don't know if maybe they didn't know the schedule yet. Although they've had drafts of it, but. I think they're just yeah. they just feel Toronto's a safer place to train at this point, since players are not in a bubble, and seeing with the outbreaks here in in Florida, yeah, I, I think the team just said, hey, you know, New York did the same thing. The Yankees are training in New York, and so yeah. their plan initially was Florida, but with the outbreaks and players aren't in a bubble, how do we best try to mitigate this and and, and keep our players safe? I think the uh, Yes Network actually televised an inter squad game with the Yankees just the other day. Uh, hey, people are clamoring for content, man. The Yankees win. The Can't wait. Can't wait for baseball, hockey, all of that. Bring it all back for sure. Okay, the uh, the lovely and talented uh, Chris Torello from uh, Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 joins us now. I should say from the Set the Sales podcast. Am I am I uh, to believe now that uh, you, you've been uh, double dipping? Is this Is this... We obviously don't pay you anything, so that that might be a good reason. But uh, there, there's a there's another competitor for your services here. Well, listen, Rick, when you're big time like me, when you're big time, that's what you want. You know, you know, spend a few minutes here, a few minutes there. You know, listen, spread the knowledge. Knowledge is power. The more you know, and uh, and also listen. I'm like, you know, listen. I give the young people a chance, and they'll come on with you. You know, I mean, listen. Do you think I'm really going to go on with them and talk about what happens in the line? Oh, I'm not going to talk about big deals, you know. You know, the Tom Brady is he good? Is he not good? I mean, you know, I mean, it's, you know, so. Well, Mike, Mike, I, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's nice that you did that and all, but I, I would just say that. Uh, you know, it was, it was a bit of a surprise. And do they have an app? I mean, is that is that what this was about? Is trying to get them yeah. an app? Yeah, it's an app you can watch on. It's got like a. It's cool because like it was really cool. Like it's technology. I don't even think they know about this technology anyway. I don't think NASA knows about it. Like you got like full screens. 
and there's four different people in the screen. I didn't even know it was possible. I mean, that's, that's what we wanted to do on the app, the radio.com app, but, you know, it never happened. So now I'm off for half hour every night. You know, what it is is it's basically I go on, I talk for five minutes, and then I take a three-minute break, and then we come back, and then I take a ten-minute break. You know, so really, right. I mean, I'm only on for 15 minutes. But, you know, whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, never miss out on, uh, on uh, Big Mike there. So uh, let me let me get your thoughts because we we were just talking about uh, Bruce Arians and and you know we all know uh, and love Bruce of course um, you know he's been around the league for a long time and and he's sixty seven years old not the oldest coach in the NFL by the way that's Pete Carroll and and Bill Belichick are both sixty eight but certainly a guy that's had health concerns he he retired once because of them um, and now you know uh, let's face it everybody's going to try to do this and thread the needle and be safe as safe as they can be, but Bruce is going to have to do um, some things. You know, he was talking about wearing a mask and a shield, um, yeah. you know, th- things like having to uh, address his team uh, in the indoor facility as if it were an auditorium so he can stand back far enough. And, um, you know, game day, though, he doesn't. He plans to be on the sideline. He's going to have to wear a mask there. I mean, so he'll follow whatever protocols they set up for him. Um, but what do you what do you make of, of Arians and – his ability to kind of navigate this. I mean, clearly, he's not going to miss out on coaching Tom Brady. No, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, I think I was serious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think um, you know, I think he's he he's he's just a gamer. You know, I mean, yeah. I hate to say it like that, but that's the type of guy he is. I mean, the whole no risk it, no biscuit. You know, win or lose, we booze. Um, the way he mm-hmm. endears himself to his players and even his fellow coaches. And, I mean, right. he's got coaches around him who are right around his age. Some are even yeah. older. You know, I think Tom yeah. Moore is way older. Tom Moore is 82. He's 81 years old, yeah. Yeah, I read in your article he said that he's the healthiest one. So, that's, <laughs> yes. you know, <laughs> well, he's helping yeah. all of us. So, uh, Clean living, That's I think that's probably why. Ugh, yeah, I don't have that. But, um I think, I think um, you know, Bruce is the type of coach where, you know, and even Belichick and these other guys, I mean, this is what they do. This is what they're, you know, you think back to Tom Coughlin when his face froze in, in Lambeau Field. You know, if you think you were going to try and pull him <laughs> off the field, you know, his face would have to fall off for him to come off the field. You know, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. This is football for these guys. And remember, these are coaches that have grown up when they were two-a-days, when yeah. the when, yeah. you know, the CBA didn't mean a lot. So, right. you know, things are a lot different now where they have to, I mean, listen, compared to some of the other stuff they've had to navigate, I mean, Bruce Aarons would probably say, what, the guys can't touch each other? I thought that was already in the CBA. You know, that, that's something I would expect <laughs> Bruce Aarons to say. It's you know, like, oh, they right. can't, they can't like be within six feet of each other. I thought that was a rule already. You know, like that's, that's what I would expect Bruce Aarons to say. Seen, I've seen some defensive backfields for the Bucks that did not get within six feet of their wide receivers. So they, they <laughs> did practice. They have practiced that uh, in the past. But, you know, Chris, there are other – I mean, like you, you look at the Minnesota Twins, right? They have a couple of the bullpen coach, Bob McClure, and um, their major league bench coach, Bill Evers, getting his first you know shot at the majors. They're not going to allow them to work, uh, you know, out of their concern for their health. You've got some older NBA coaches like uh, Popovich, Greg Popovich, mm-hmm. Um, Mike Diatoni, um, Alvin Gentry. I mean, those guys are in their 60s. So 
I mean, you know, you're right. You're you're not going to get these most of these guys, uh, you know, to to say this is this is too dangerous. I'm opting out. Least of all Bruce Arians, and least of all in 2020 when he's sitting here with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and a pretty good offense and an improving defense. But um, but it is it is a legit concern. I mean, of of all the coaches in the NFL, because of what he's he's been through in the past mm-hmm. with the cancers. Um, he's, he's probably the most compromised guy at this point. No, he is. And I think it's scary. I mean, you know, once you, you know, you, you know, we all have family members, we've all had older family members. And I think, you know, yeah. you, you always put yourself like, if that's my dad or if that's my mom, sure. or if that's my brother, sure. or my sister. So, and I think it's easy you go on Twitter a lot. And I mean, people are sitting there and they, like we saw with what's going on in baseball where teams are refusing to practice because they're still waiting on their COVID-19 tests from Friday. So yeah, people on yeah. Twitter are like, Oh, come on. It's not that bad. They're athletes. Well, that's, that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about if they go home to their wife, who's expecting right. a kid like Mike Trout, Mike Trout, you know, like yeah. they're thinking about their families. I mean, there were a few basketball players who opted out, I think Avery Bradley for the Lakers. I mean, think about yeah. it. Avery Bradley had a shot at a ring. And mm-hmm. he's because his kids, a couple of them, I think, have some asthma or something. He pulled out. Yep. He said, listen, it's not worth it. Rudy Gay of the Kings. He's, you know, he said, what's, you're going to Disney. What's, what's a souvenir you want to bring home to your kid? He said, a healthy dad. That's a souvenir. <laughs> so what I... I can't imagine being these athletes. We saw, you know, the entire Dallas FC team's not even going to take part in this MLS restart. So it's just, you know what, right now it's, it's just, we're living in a time where I think we're trying to work our way through it. And whether you're a 68 year old head coach in the NFL or even a 24 year old hotshot in another sport, I think everyone's looking at it with, you know, open eyes, a mask on and gloves. That's the way I think yeah. we're all looking. I think for them it's really <laughs> hitting because a lot of these guys have been quarantined the last three or four months just because they were trying to get to this point. Right. And and Bruce told me that he, he actually thinks that they're all that, that all the players will eventually get this and some will mm-hmm. be asymptomatic, but it's likely to spread at some point throughout the year. Everybody but Tom Brady with the immunity pills, but everybody else <laughs> is likely to get that. And the thing is, and here's what we don't know, right, is what is the residual effect if if you do have this and say you do have symptoms? Um, I remember Vaughn Miller, who got it early on um, in this process, said that, you know, he suffered a bit and had high fevers and some respiratory issues. And, you know, when his fever passed and he was so-called, you know, healed from coronavirus, um, he said that there was a, you know, a loss of endurance for him. And, you know, at this level, Chris, and you deal with, with professional athletes all the time, you know, top of the level college athletes, the difference between being in the NFL and being uh, on the practice squad or the 53rd guy is what? 5%, right? The difference between being a backup and a starter is maybe another 3 to 5%. And the difference between being a starter and a star in this league might be around 5% or, or 10 but if you lose just that much of a percentage, you could you could find yourself out of work. I mean, it, if it has any kind of lingering effects at all. So this is a scary – this is not a simple decision for some of these athletes, family aside. Um, and, and, of course, finances plays a role in that, I'm sure. If you've made a ton of money like David Price, you can do it. But for some of these guys, you know, they are risking something. Perhaps it, in some cases, maybe their careers. 
Yeah, you're right. And I mean, let's let's go back. I mean, I I was talking with a few of my friends about this. It's like, you know, before it was what? It was a broken leg, a broken arm, a concussion in the NFL. Well, now yeah. throw on a, a deadly, perhaps deadly virus for someone. If it mm. finds the right host, it can sure. do damage. It doesn't matter sure. your age, anything. If you're That's the right, right candidate, you can it can take you. So, um, yep. it, you know, and I think you're right about that, especially when it comes to contracts, when it comes to time in the league. I mean, guys would lie about, you know, oh, no, my ankle's fine. I'm going to stay in or, you know, no, I'm not concussed. I'm going to go back in like you're just adding another layer of guys trying to figure out, you know, how do I stay as healthy as I can so I don't miss a paycheck Sunday, so I am on a roster, so I can make it. I mean, I feel bad for all those fringe guys right now who have been trying to make a 90-man, and that's not happening this year. They're probably going to have, what, 80, 85? I mean, it's, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're taking away jobs. You're taking away dreams, but – this is COVID. So, I mean, you know, this is the year where dreams kind of, kind of get put on hold, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're certainly all hoping that people stay safe and, and, uh, and that's the the foremost thing. The other thing is that they actually get to play the games. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we don't just, uh, you know, kind of go through the motions here uh, for, for no reward. Speaking of the Rays, and we'll get to what you're featuring on the big show here tonight. I wanted to ask you uh, about, uh, about the schedule, and uh, it came out. Of course, 60 games, you know, as they say, this is a sprint, not a marathon. It's the opposite of what Major League Baseball is used to. Um, we already know that they have tough divisions, the AL East, and then they drew the NL East, which is not easy, uh, including the world champions. But, I mean, they, there are some stretches here, it, like the 10-game, 11-day road trip where they face the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Yankees, um, where not only are those tough opponents bunched in a row – but it's there's no days off, and so it's going to be difficult for those guys to all stay healthy. To stay, you know, you're going to need you're going to need good health for that period. I mean, this is I guess for every team, this is not going to be easy. But boy, when you see it on paper, you realize there's some daunting daunting pieces to the schedule. Yeah, I mean, part of me I was saying to somebody today, I said, "Can they start tomorrow?" Like, just you know, <laughs> it seems like the longer we have to wait, the more risk of just. You know, a team coming back and saying, hey, we got this many guys and we can't go. I mean, so, I mean, you know, it's like you're, you're almost every morning you wake up and you hit the Twitter feed and you're just like, come on, come on. Like, no, no bad news today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the second they do start, I mean, you know, Toronto at home, Atlanta, and even going to Atlanta to end July a little bit there is not too bad. That's just a quick trip up to Georgia. Um, you know, but then you start to make your way north and, you know, you start to see what can happen. And like you said, I mean, you – I think they get August 3rd off and then I don't think they get another day off until maybe the 17th. And, you know, then it's just a constant grind where you're, like you said, you're playing the Yankees, you're playing the Red Sox. And this is also one of those seasons where some guys are going to be used. Some prospects are going to get put in there at different times. So you may not have a great scouting report on a certain team. Um, what if a team comes hot out of the gun? What if Toronto comes hot out with, you know, Bo Bichette and some of their young guys? You never know. So a team you maybe thought we don't have to overlook, but you thought, okay, maybe we can do this here instead of really going for it. You know, you got to be careful because if you hit a bad streak, you know, you're, you're sitting there looking up at a bunch of teams in a big division trying to figure out how you're getting to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There, there's, there is almost, it's almost a requirement, um, you know, that you get off to a hot start. I mean, yeah. 
And what what that means is anything that's that's not a hard start. In other words, you can't be you know four and ten. You can't be. I mean, you're going to have you know ten and four. Um, you know, twelve and six. I mean, there's going to have to be a number of games over five hundred once you hit that twenty game mark. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about just the July start there. I mean, I think it's good that they get to open at home. It is Toronto. So, I mean, let's say you take two out of three in Toronto, and then you got four against Atlanta. Well, you got those two games at home, then two on the road. Let's say you could take, you know, if you could take three out of four, you know, that's a that's a nice yeah. start. You know, then you're, you're sitting there at, what, six and two, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to go that way. It's You know what? It just goes back to kind of the thought process. Win series. Don't lose them. You know, and I think this is where managers – during a season, they'll go into a road game, you know, a road trip on a Friday through a Sunday, and they'll say, "Boy, I'd love to take two out of three. Well, it's the middle of July of a 162 game season, so really, you know, th- that message doesn't ring true in the clubhouse. Well, now it rings true, right? Now it's guys, we need three out of four, or we need to win our next eight out of ten. You know, so yeah. hopefully that urgency is is already in there, and they don't have to worry about going in every night and saying, "Hey, guys, we kind of need to win this game." Exactly right. Yeah, and I agree with everything you said. And now, uh, okay, so on the big show, as we mentioned, uh, Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9, you have a a feature on uh, what we would say are the Rays' big three on the mound. Yeah, Tyler Glass now, Charlie Morton, and um, uh, the guy known as Blake Snell. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, well, I mean, listen, I mean, ever since he got the, uh, ever since Scott Boris became his agent, you and I have the same feeling about it. He's not going to be here. So whatever. But anyways, he's here. I'll be a professional. Um, but yeah, so, uh, no, it's, it's good. You know, we got to, we've gotten to talk to all three of them. Um, and you know, just there, even if it's a 60 game season, we have to remember Tyler glass now and Blake Snell missed a lot of last year. So yes. now you're putting stress on their arm to go out there every five or six days. And, you know, you want them to maybe go a little deeper. How are they going to use the opener, all that. So, you know, and I think part of my story is also looking at guys like Yanni Chirinos and Ryan Yarbrough and how those two guys are going to be important. So just a good chance to maybe reacclimate Rays fans to what they were looking forward to when when we had spring training and kind of just add on to what we've been able to learn uh, right now. Is there a more thoughtful interview than uh, when you talk to Charlie Morton? He's the, he's a philosopher. He is the most well thought out. <laughs> just everything he says makes sense. You know, yeah. like you and I have, we've both, we've all talked to different athletes. You can tell yeah. when they've like been trying to think of the perfect phrase since they mm-hmm. woke up that morning or like, mm-hmm. you know, they've looked in the mirror and thought, how do I answer this question or, you know, how do I show that I want to be a leader? You know, things like that. Charlie Morton just sits down and talks, you know? I mean, his answer yeah. about coronavirus has to be one of the most thoughtful answers I've ever heard. And it was just breathtaking the way he's like, listen, I talk, you know, you watch the news, you watch this and that, everyone's got an angle. So I just mm-hmm. talk to doctors who I trust and that's what I'm going to yeah. go with. Wow, right. what a novel idea, you know? So it's, he's yeah. just so good. And you can get lost in a conversation with Charlie because he wants to talk about life. And I think that's something that will never be taken away from him. I mean, you'll always remember him for just always being such a good interview and just always being a thoughtful guy. And I think right now that clubhouse needs him now more than ever. 
Yeah, we'll make sure you check that out, and you'll 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 hear some of that and some of that thoughtfulness uh, when you turn into uh, tune into to Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports three hundred and sixty and Bay News nine. He's lucky enough uh, for us. We're lucky enough because we share him with Set the Sales, but we're lucky enough to have him a couple days every week or so. Thanks so much, Chris. We appreciate it. My agent says I have another podcast I have to run. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm so impressed with what the, the performance that Chris had, uh, as stretched thin as he is, uh, you know, appearing on so many different podcasts. Let's try it again tomorrow night with Chris Torello, and we'll have him on tomorrow's podcast. You can tune in bright and early or wherever, whenever you tune in. He will be there, and we'll have uh, more fun and, uh, and histrionics uh, as we uh, move forward with this podcast. We're here every Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys listening. For Steve Bursnick, I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.